everyone, welcome back to QSR Nation, your weekly source of food service marketing and business strategies for success. Here are your hosts, Josh, Beth, Tony, and Grant from the PFS Brands National Headquarters in Holt Summit, Missouri. Hello, everyone. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of QSR Nation. As always, we have Josh, Beth, Tony, and Grant coming today from the PFS Brands National Headquarters in Holstead, Missouri to talk about food service marketing and business strategies for success. Today is the last podcast of 2019. How wow. quickly did it go? Woo! Very quick. Yeah. What Man. do you think? <laughs> um, you guys don't really help my, my pre-discussion banter here. No, no. Uh, we're just going to stare at you oddly. Yeah, and then... we're actually really excited today because we have Carrie Luxem in our studio once again to wrap up 2019 with the bang. So welcome, Carrie. Thank Woo! you. Very yeah. excited to be here. So obviously 2020 is right around the corner. Um, everybody's looking at the trends going into 2020. We all know hiring is a big trend. So how do you help? How do you think we can help our retailers going into 2020 or any retailer out there kind of combat that hiring issues that they might have? Wow. Well, I think that, uh, you know, hiring is always an issue. I think uh, doesn't really depend on the time of the year. People just have staffing issues. And I think, you know, as people move into the new year, they've got to really think about where they are as a company, what they pay people, what is it, who is it they're really looking for? Are they looking for college age, high school age, seasonal people type thing, or do they need full-time, long-term people that are going to have a path with them? And then you've got to, you've got to figure out different ways to recruit them and, and hire them. And you know, what I'll say is I've supported restaurants throughout the country. It's just different depending on where you are. And even in, I live in the Chicagoland area, how you recruit talent at, for a retail or a restaurant is different in the city of Chicago than it is in the suburbs of Chicago. So you really have to know your market. You have to try different things. I think a lot of times people have been recruiting the same way for a long time, whether that's Craigslist, that sounds old school now, but yeah. some people still use it, or snag a job or indeed or whatever. And they do that. They maybe had had they had some success in their strategies throughout their career and then they stop doing anything else they don't try anything else and then they get frustrated because that no longer works i mean there are oh my gosh there's hundreds and hundreds thousands probably of different apps and and things that people can use to find talent uh you know online job boards and things like that so that's one way but i mean i'll tell you that if you're really a great company if you're a great place to work you really can lean on your current staff. They have friends. You know, you can head over to the schools. You really tap into your community. You're talking to your customers. Who are your, you know, friends and kids and whatever. We're always looking for great talent. This is a great place to work and here's why. If you're really skilled at that, then it just becomes easier. I mean, you know, there's not really a lot of recreating the wheel here. There's different strategies that people can use. I mean, you know, the people though that get ahead of it that are all always talking about staffing and having a great team and really thinking ahead and they're great planners, they have less staffing issues. But truth be told, there are pockets throughout the country that are areas that are just brutally hard to hire people. I live in a community where I don't think there's one retail or restaurant that doesn't have a now hiring sign in their window. Oh, yeah, yeah, and, uh, and should always got, be looking too, right? Yeah, exactly. So to I mean, everybody needs people, you know, and, uh, you know, there's, there's, there definitely are some challenges. So when you're in a market like that, when you don't have the amount of people, you have to you have to figure out what people want that you're trying to hire. And then you've got to, you know, whether it's 
a little bit higher wage or, you know, and sometimes that's hard, but maybe they have more flexibility if they come and work in your place, or maybe you can give them a reference at school. They're getting school credit of some sort or something. There's just so many different things you can do. You're going to hire their friends. You get, you know, we have fun and bring donuts on Friday, whatever yeah. those things are. And you just got to put a little effort into it. Yeah. And I think it's interesting. There's even some places that are now offering college tuition to their employees, yeah. which is really, really cool. But it's almost like they're, um, basically admitting that or acknowledging that, well, we may, we may not have them for the long term, but at least we'll have them for maybe three or four years. Yeah. And the quality of those employees are probably going to be higher because they're obviously motivated to grow professionally. Yeah, so. right. But that's what my one of my daughters is doing right now. Um, she works, actually went to work for Walmart. She makes a really good wage. You know, I think she makes about, about 30000 a year. She's going to be 20 in a couple of weeks here, or I guess no, next week. Yeah. And, uh, Saturday, <laughs> um, but, um, so, but yeah. So I mean, she's doing really well. But one of the things that she's decided to stay there is, you know, they're helping pay for her college right now. She's yeah. doing her online classes through Purdue, and you know, getting that to where she's able to work full time, still pursue her degree, and then you know, looking at walking away without having a bunch of student loan debt. Yeah, which is a huge issue. You know, I don't. Luckily, I don't know anything about that. Um, Beth is our <laughs> resident expert. <laughs> She's our resident expert on student loan debt. Um, but, you know, I mean, that's one of the things that you know made her decision to stay there versus when she had an opportunity to get to yeah. go to somewhere else. And she's like, you know, she's like, I like the company. I like the culture. You know, they've they've adopted a lot of uh, new approaches to their teams and how they're handling their hiring needs. But the big thing for her was the college. And yeah. so now she's gone from thinking, without, you know, do I want to do this to regardless if I want to do this, I'm going to do this. And there's a, that intrinsic motivation that, mm-hmm. hey, this is paying for my college. And this is money. I'm Basically, she's looking at that tuition fee as part of her salary and saying, I'm making more than right. my father, which why yeah. she's not supporting me, I don't know. But <laughs> hopefully she will someday. <laughs> yeah, for sure. But, I mean, for our small retailers out there, that seems like a huge, huge burden to even possibly think of. How? To, what's some small actionable advice they can start to implement, though? To, because they can't afford right, to do those right. kind of then, things. You know, and so this is what's key. It's like, you know, obviously there's – it's a challenge to find people, but you've got to figure out what people – that's what her currency is. She cares about her education or whatever. If you're in a if you're in a, a market and you're struggling to to find people, you've got to figure out first and foremost who can you you know you might have to be flexible. Maybe you don't want to hire a bunch of high school students if you don't have a lot of choices. You know you've got to hire them at nights and on weekends. But what matters to them? And you've got to really play on that. And you've got you've got to give them those things. And you know and truthfully, a lot of operators are like, I can't afford fifteen dollars an hour, right? right? But if they find somebody that's a, a rock star, fifteen dollar an hour person, oftentimes it's better than two eight dollar an hour yep. people. So you know you really you you really make that investment. I will tell you, and, and everybody's wants and needs are different. One of the things that I do in my own company when somebody starts with us, we have a little form that we have them fill out. We have them force rank. What is most important to you? Money, benefits, training, title, like, and it's a hard activity because all of those things for the most part for the positions that we're hiring are important to people, you know, but it it helps them. It makes them think. And I think that, uh, you know, when, when I talk to people in all different levels, 
people want to make. People may not say, I want to make a lot of money, but everybody wants to make more money, I believe. People need money. Right. The more you have, the easier life can get, you know. So I think the, the more, if you can figure out a way to pay people, I, I used to not pay what I needed to pay, and somebody gave me advice, pay, what, pay, find talent, pay them what well, and see what happens. And it's been crazy amazing for me. Now I get it. I'm not a retailer. I'm not a restaurant. It's hard to manage that labor budget. But I think that you've got to really focus on bringing in the right people. And maybe you do pay a premium. But if you train them right, if you really know who they are, if you're really dedicated to setting them up for success, you're going to have less turnover. Turnover is expensive. Oh, yeah. You're, you're, you know, and if you so I, I like to say if you focus on you focus your energy on culture and caring about your people, you're going to spend less focus and energy and money on recruiting and hiring. So most people spend a lot of their time and energy on recruiting and hiring and then just forget about the people that they have in their stores, taking care of them, incentivizing them to bring their friends in or whatever it may be. Yeah. So it's it's just really kind of shifting, you know, the way things are. I get it. I mean, my husband is, a, is an operator. He's got donut shops in very, very, very hard to hire areas. We do have to pay more. We do have to figure it out. And, you know, as the world changes and minimum wages go up, I mean, I think we're going to see prices are raised and yeah. things like that so people can can figure, figure it out. But you just have to figure out a way. You have to figure out who it is you're looking for, how can you pay them, what you can afford. Obviously, you can't go out of business. I mean, right. you can't pay. Right. That so, is new anyone any good. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, you know, and so I think that you, you know, but I I do think that the answer is not always pay less. Mm -hmm. Sometimes it's find the right person that is going to bring you in, uh, you know, like the workload of two people. And by the way, what is it they want? Do they want a fast path to management? Do you have that available for them? Is this just a, you know, they're, they're trying to start their own business, but they need a little extra cash. And is, does that work for them? Really understanding that and not just blanket hiring and, you know, assuming that everybody wants the same exact thing, I yeah. think is the key. Yeah. Well, and then also I think with, you know, continuous training, once you get those folks hired, uh, one trend that I, I've seen, some of my friends in own businesses, they've done, done this and they get some folks hired. Oh, you know, Mary's great. And Joey's awesome. So they just, they dump the workload on them. Mm-hmm. Overwork. And then they overwork them yeah. and, and they don't ever really go back and reassess the workload because, well, the work's got to get done. Mm -hmm. And and I think there's opportunities, you know, as, as an owner or even manager to make sure you're taking those times to purposely step back and continually evaluate yeah. and make sure that you're not burning out the good, good help because you don't want that turnover and you especially don't want to turn over really good quality people yeah. that help your business, you know, grow and, and, and go. Right. And, but also by providing some additional training opportunities, you know, so they feel like they're growing, like they are getting something additional besides yeah. just a paycheck there and listening to them and getting some ideas. What do you see? You know, I mean, help me grow the business, give me some ideas, even if they're not great ideas or even if they're not yeah. ideas you use, yeah. but still being able to have, you know, their buy-in. I mean, I, that has helped several of my friends, you know, keep people for 15, 16 years. Yeah. I mean, the reality is the world has changed. You know, I, I, I'm a believer that people want to work for great companies. doesn't matter if you're a millennial or you're older or whatever. But the, the reality is people used to take jobs and they would stay at those jobs for 30 years knowing they were going to get a 2 or 3% raise every so often or whatever. It was just the way it was, right? Now, if somebody has a bad day, they go out and look for a new job. Yep. So you've got to really, as an owner, 
as a, as a manager of a business, you have to work hard to, it is very hard to create an amazing culture, to keep talented people, the people that decide to put the effort into it and figure out how they're going to pay well. And can you add some even voluntary benefits, you know, like, can you, can you offer them insurance and maybe it's not the best package. Do they know you care about them? Do they, do you have their best interest at heart? Those things matter today. And it's not fluffy. It's not like some, some HR person saying this and this is how it should be. It's just the reality. People today do not stick around if they're not happy consistently. And so you've got to make the effort to do all of these things. And most people know they have to do it. It's just a matter of whether they decide to do yeah. it or not. Let's just I, those, oh, sorry. I think, well, sorry, I was going to say, I think it's interesting. We've talked about that, this pay threshold before with Adrian Gostick, um, but it's kind of, we didn't even mention it back in that podcast, but that threshold is constantly evolving because yep. once you meet one threshold, then you want to get to a different threshold. Maybe the first one probably is the pay because once you get to that threshold, then you're looking at maybe company culture or you want to go to a better company or maybe yeah. it is the title. Maybe right. you want to go up to be a manager. So you have to remember that that threshold is constantly evolving. Right. For well, and not employees. only the legal threshold is changing. So in January, if you're a manager making $30,000 a year, you're required to, as an owner to now pay thirty almost $36,000 a year. So what that does is now everybody's either getting paid hourly and they're getting paid over time, or they're going up to this new threshold that's changing in January to 36, almost 35,000 something, you know, almost right. 36,000. So everybody needs, so if you have managers, you're in a small retail shop that are making 32, you now have to bring them to 36. So what are the other employers doing? Right. They're raising that even more. And so the, the financial side of things, people are just having to pay more. We all know minimum wage is going up. It is a very hard thing for a lot of restaurateurs and a lot of retailers. It's hard to manage that. That's why I say who knows what will happen, but prices will likely increase in different things like that. But then it's just, it's just really people aren't going to stay somewhere just because they make a couple thousand dollars more if they're miserable in their jobs. And that's where if you can really, as a retailer, as an owner, if you can really connect that people just want to come to work, they want to have some fun. Work doesn't always have to be crazy. You guys have a lot of fun here, right? We do. You, you, you work hard and it's not always good days and you have stress and you want more sales and all, I mean, all those things, but you, tr you make a, a, an an effort. You're intentional about trying to have fun and creating an environment that people want to be in. That's what retailers need to do. Why would people come? There's thousands of restaurant and retail jobs all over the country that people can go with. Why would they come and work with you? What makes them want to? And you really have to answer that question. Here's where I am. Here's who I'm hiring. Here's what they care about. And that's what you have to give them. And you will find if you can keep these people, you're going, you might have to pay them a little bit more in their salaries, but you're not going to have the turnover and you're not going to have to train people over. And that saves money. For so you. we just had uh, Texas Roadhouse open up here in town and I was up there the other night and I, all of their shirts say on the back, I love my job. It's big heart. I heart my job, you mm -hmm. know? And so I asked my waitress, I said, so is it is just, true? I, I said, is it just a catchy little shirt or do you really love your job? And she just laughed. She said, no, she goes, this is actually a really fun job. And I said, tell me why it's a fun job. And she said, well, she said, if you haven't noticed, you will in a minute. She said, you know, we get to do line dancing. I said, you get to do it or you're, you're required? She goes, well, we're required, but she goes, I love to do it. So I get to do it, right. you know? So her attitude is completely wrapped around the things that bring her fun. She loves the line dance. You know, she loves the music. Um, you know, she, she's a people person, yep. she's very extrovert. So, you know, being in that setting is wonderful for her at this point in her life right now. 
you know, and there was another person that was there that looked absolutely miserable. I'm like, oh, he's just being he forced to wear the shirt. Like <laughs> you can see, you can just see her music, and everybody started stomping. He just put his head down, and you can just see, you just see the words "oh crap" appear across his face. He's <laughs> like, great, here right. we go. You know, I was like, he's probably not going to be there next time right. I come in because right. he, he's not happy. He, you know, it's he's nice. probably, you know, it's yeah. not his thing, but it was a job right now, but. You know, it was you know that that business that has a lot of employees, in it. and I know it probably sucked a lot of the market up when it opened because we also had big whiskeys open up, which they took a lot of people. Yeah, you know, and when you have all of these restaurants competing for the same, not just the same uh, market share from the consumers, but the hiring pool. Mm-hmm. I mean, you're, the, finding those advantages, like you mentioned, and understanding what I have to offer that is unique to me mm-hmm. that makes it fun for them to keep people engaged and again maybe these aren't you know 10 15 20 year career professionals but maybe they are three or four year exactly. people and in in three or three to four years is a good if you have stable people three to four years you they got you have time to find and develop additional talent to replace them when they move on so that you're always feeling like you know we talk about building the bench Maybe you don't always have people waiting to come work for you, but if you're always recruiting and you're always you know, handing people cards and um, say, hey, you know, come see me sometime if you're ever interested. I've got a fun place to work. You come check it out. When you're out having your consumer end experience, you know, that helps bring those people to you because I, I guarantee you, folks do not do enough recruiting in that aspect of actually saying, hey, right. you've done a great job for me tonight. If you ever like to come, you know, consider working for somewhere else, Come have a conversation with yeah. me, and here's my card. Yep. I don't think people do that enough because mm-hmm. that is really impressive because that person automatically will feel that you value right. them. For sure, and it's very proactive, and a lot of times recruiting is very reactive. Uh-oh, two people walked out. I need to find people, and then they feel desperate. Then they put on an ad, and then the Folly, two, Folly, 10 people yeah, come Folly in, Mayor. and they, they hire the first. Oh. Exactly. <laughs> as long so, as they're breathing, that's their culture. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> so it's really, it's really about thinking through things. I mean, we're we're growing in my little company and I just constantly am talking to people and who's out there and who's, and then if I find somebody that we just can't live without, we just figure out how to bring them on board. You know, you figure, you figure that out and getting operators to really uh, think proactively about having the right staff, you know, the, the people's lives change so fast. You can have some, a great team and it can change tomorrow. So just always, look for people, always talk to those customers, always, you know, get involved in these schools. It helps, by the way, business. You're not, you're branding yourself, you're marketing your product, you know, like if you're, so my husband is a Dunkin' Donuts, you're a Dunkin' Donuts general manager and you're hanging out at the high school and teaching them about business or doing a lecture or, you know, sharing your knowledge and you've got to post up and they get to know you it's just going to be easier when you actually do have a need you know and yeah. then you can feel that well like with our uh, blue taco that where we are corporate owned one we have here in town um you know we just sponsored the entrepreneurship class at one the local high school yeah. and well it's the original local high school not the new one because they don't have one yet but mm-hmm. <laughs> but we sponsored the entrepreneurship class just because of the fact that i mean i mean our location is 100 percent employee owned you know i mean we want to foster that, you know, relationship and we, you know, whether any of them ever come work for us, you know, is irrelevant, but it's a matter of you know, being engaged, being involved yeah. and, and, and being at least some, someone hopefully be a brand that is recognized as someone who understands that entrepreneurship and, you know, providing those opportunities to people are really important, even if they never go into business for themselves, right. but just to understand that those things are there, you know, mm-hmm. connecting in the community, 
at local level is so key. And I mean, the Walmart, the Targets, all those companies, they do that stuff already. Every time you swipe your card, they'll do a donation to the local school or whatever. Um, but as, as, a, as a small, you know, as a mom and pop, you've got to find ways to make sure you're constantly connecting and keeping those roots there. So they understand big, big box will come in and out. Chains will move in and out. Um, but, you know, for you to be sustainable, you got to give people in your community from, from a worker standpoint to a consumer standpoint a reason to say, yeah, but you got to go here. Yeah. You know, you got to go to this place. I mean, right. you go that anywhere. But when you're here, you got to go here or you yeah. got you want to work here. And, uh, and the restaurant that we were at last night, you know, they've Rob does an amazing job running his restaurant. They've been around 35 years. You know, for a restaurant to be around 35 years is, is staggering, you know, but the fact that people that you know we've we've all i think known people who've worked there they've all loved it even if they moved on and did their own thing afterwards they've always had a great experience there and then they come back and and now now they may not be on the the wait staff in or the cook in but now they're sitting at the tables buying the food because they had a great experience when they worked there so they feel comfortable coming back exactly and so it it becomes very you know circular in uh, understanding that who your employee is today may be your customer tomorrow yeah I, I mean, love to always point out. I love to always point out with that too that they never stop advertising. They've been in business for yes. thirty five years <laughs> yeah. and they're always advertising. Yeah, too. that's amazing. <laughs> I mean, I think people, whether you're working for a little gas station owner, or a rest, small restaurant group, a, a very well known restaurant, or Walmart, people want to work for good people that show that they care about them. And how can you? My sister works at Walmart. You know, it's yeah. like she wants to work with people that make her feel like an individual, make her feel special. And I think that's that's really the thing. That's where it's really changed. Again, when. Our parents were working. Maybe they didn't have to work as hard because people stayed at jobs for 30 years or whatever. And, uh, you know, I don't think that millennials or young people are entitled or they, they, they necessarily want to jump ship or whatever. I think they're just, they're just looking for a really great fit somewhere. I mean, I have a very young staff of people on my team and they are literally the hardest working, most amazing people. But Megan and I work really, really hard to make sure that we can pay them well. I mean, we try to figure that out and I can't always pay what I want to be able to pay, but I figure out what they need. We, we definitely, uh, you know, we do a lot of training. We talk a lot about growth. You know, we have, they, they really clearly understand the path that they can take with us. And, and if you're in, in a retail shop and you, you know, maybe you don't have a lot of stores so people can't grow into multi-unit, but could they do certified trainer? Can they, can they be a customer ambassador person? Like, are there things that can do that will help them grow as a person is that enough you know and then are you how are you paying them so i think it's just you just gotta you've got to want to do it right you've got to care about it you've got to try different things but ultimately these little restaurants and they, they have people that care about people that's how they're getting these guys to work for them and come back and be customers because Absolutely. they're good human beings and it comes down to that i think a lot yep Oh, I thought you were going to say something. <laughs> but, um, yeah, and that's the thing is I, I think there also has to be that that authenticity behind the caring, though. It can't be like, you know, well, here, here's a list. Fill this out, and I'll see if I can help you or something. And good, you're good to go. Okay. And, uh, you know, and, and making sure that everything is, you know, genuine. You know, I mean, yeah. how about you know, when you care for people? That's, I mean, I, I've had um, supervisors in the past that it just wasn't genuine. And regardless of the compliment that would roll off that individual's tongue, it had no bearing, no stickiness to it at all because 
it was forced. It wasn't natural. The person just just didn't mean it. You, yeah. you felt you were being manipulated. So I think it's also really key to make sure that, you know, as, as an owner or as a leader, you know, you've got to make sure that you're, you take some time to step back and make sure that you're really, you know, you really want to make sure that you're the person that is really caring. And if you're not, if you really don't care what they like, you probably need to hire somebody who does to be that buffer. Mm-hmm. Because if you're just, look, I just need the output, plain and simple. I need yeah. bottom lines. And that's okay that you're that person. But then make sure you find someone who does care about the, the, the people side so that you don't have constant turnover. Right. And it'd be like, if I own a business, Beth would have to be my manager, you know, because I'm the jerk and she's the, right. the person with all the empathy, you know. Right. <laughs> so. You know, but I think, Anthony, I think that it's not about, like, you're, you're, you're a different personality than Beth. That's so kind. <laughs> but you're a different personality, but you do care about people. You just have a different way of going about, um, you know, communicating. And, and I don't, I think that people like to work. I have worked with and worked for as an employee. And as I grew in my career, very introverted or very aggressive leaders that weren't as you know, focus on soft. They didn't pat me on my back all the time, but they, I knew they cared about my success and they pushed me in a way that was different than maybe I love, but I knew they cared about me and I was very loyal to them. And so it's, if you've got somebody that absolutely is like, I can't stand people and I am not going to, (laughs) which I come across those people and they really want to focus on, you know, being in the kitchen or they want to develop their business and grow real estate, then focus on that and hire a great leader that's going to come in and get results from the team. But I think what you're saying is so true. You've got to be authentic. You've got to be genuine. You know, my husband and I, as I've told you before, we're very different personalities, but he's, his people are very inspired by him because he understands what they want and he figures out how to get them that. And he doesn't, he does not pat on the back all day. He is a true operator. He is somebody that is, uh, you know, he just doesn't have that personality, but he genuinely cares about his people. If they're not well, if some, you know, somebody gets sick in his company, he really, you know, you can, you can see how much he cares about that. And people, people understand that and they learn that and they feel that and it doesn't have to feel the same. It doesn't have to be, you know, be, uh, be somebody you're not be really extroverted or be charismatic or be a pat on It doesn't have to be that in my opinion. Some of the best leaders I have worked with are the opposite of my personality. You know, they're not very extroverted. They're not running around telling everybody how amazing they are and stuff. And it, it works. So well, and that's what I think is because there are so many different personalities that you manage. Yeah. You know, in any any given set of group of people, um, even even with the QSR Nation crew, even just the four of us here, all four different personalities. Right. You know, um, but it's finding what, you know how, how how to you know get the most out of everybody and not just keep it one way street though. Make sure that you know the best getting the most out of me. You know, I get the most out of Josh, et cetera. But at the same time, make sure that she's happy with the contribution side as well and and balancing that out because, you know, I I see other people in the staff that when they're able to contribute something, they light up Yeah, because they, you see that innate value that they're feeling, Hey, I'm, I'm contributing and I'm bringing value to whether it's the conversation, to the project, um, you know, to helping this retailer be successful. And you can see that person light up and just get excited about that. Then you know, okay, this is something that makes this person truly happy. Yeah. And 
even if you're not a, a run around, it's a charismatic pat on the back person, you can still take right. the time to acknowledge that, hey, right. you did a good job with that. Yeah, absolutely. Or find I mean, the right people that will help you do that. Or find someone on your staff. You know, it, it's just getting that genuine feel of appreciation from yeah. anyone within your company and finding that within your culture just sparks this whole new motivation among every single person. Right. There. Yeah. As we found with Strength Finders too, yeah. at PFS Brands, everyone everyone can see everyone's strengths. We have them posted up on our mailboxes. Um, but basically, everyone has a different strength just about that they can bring to the team. Um, and it's good to have that mix of people that all bring those different strengths. That's what really builds a strong company. I mean, absolutely. You know, what I think about, you know, you guys are probably, some of you guys like sports more than others. And I, I watch even my kids as they get recruited onto or they join these teams and you look at the coach, right? And we're coaches as business owners, as managers, as retailers, as, you know, I want to build an amazing team. And I think so often a lot of people go out and they like need to find a body that can come in and fill a shift. And that's their mentality. But right. if you really think of yourself, I'm the coach of my company. I'm the owner. I'm the manager whatever. I need to build an amazing winning team. How am I going to do that? I've got to go out and find out who's out there. I've got to recruit the right players onto my team. I've got to make sure they're in the right place. Then I need to train them to do their job, train them on how to play the game. And then I need to coach them as they go. And, and it's very similar. And sometimes the players go away. They, they're not as good. They, they We thought they were going to be a great goalie, but they're not. Or I thought they were going to be a great cashier, but they're not. They don't like to dance and do the line dancing. So they, they're not going to be a fit here. And we've done everything that we can to see if they can be a fit on our team. And they can't, so they need to leave the team. And I think, like I said, I think so many times it's like, I need to place a now hiring ad. I need to bring somebody on that can fill this shift. And they're forgetting that like this is really about building a winning team, a, a, a team that's going to help you care for customers, be successful, make it profitable. If somebody joins my team, I work really, 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 really hard to make sure they stay on the team. And by the way, people have lives and people lose parents and they get pregnant and they have, they get married and things happen, right? Mm -hmm. I'm not going to give up on them when they have a, day, a bad day or a bad week or a bad couple weeks or a bad month. I'm going to try to work with them. I want them on the team. I've spent all this time and energy to build this team. And then obviously, as we grow, we need new players. We need mm -hmm. new fresh eyes. We need, you know. And so it's really kind of changing that mentality of hiring a body, hiring a person that can help me get through a shift and really being focused on building a team, whether it's a five-person team or a 70-person team. Yeah. It's really focusing on that. Well, and I, I, Go ahead. I was just going to ask you, yeah, no, I mean, it's all great. What are some tools out there that can help people like do that? Like, what, is there any tools out there that they can effectively use? To, to just recruit, like, just hire, to, great Just thing. everything. Like people that really are brand new to HR hiring and training and everything. Yeah. What, what are some tools that they can use today to help improve that? Yeah, I mean, I think that you, first and foremost, you need to understand where you can find people and then, you know, really care about it. That's the first thing, you know. It's like I can tell somebody to go out and do that, but then it's like they try to, it's sort of contrived. It's not real. Do you really, truly care about building in a great team then when you want to make that happen you you know when you talk about recruiting for people you know a lot of people say oh it's a video world now and that's how you find people and whatever you've got to create a frenzy of uh, activity around your company so how do you do that you place ads on indeed 
you follow it up with maybe a quick video that says, here's what's going on. You constantly are out there in the world showing people what an amazing culture you have. And that could be through video or posts or social media or just being in the community or talking about it at your church or whatever it is. People know you're a cool place to work. So doing that all of the time, I think, is, is absolutely key. Having some internal ambassadors, those key players on your team that help you with ensuring people are onboarded properly, they're going through a really great orientation. Does it take work and energy? Yes, but it helps you build a winning team. Be organized, have your paperwork ready, have their uniform ready, show them that you care about them coming onto your team day one. And a lot of people miss those little things that are that are really, really big. Are you really prepared to train them well? Or are you just gonna throw them in the trenches yeah. because you're short? staffed yeah. and when you miss that that opportunity to train them well it's like not teaching your player how to play the game of basketball and then you expect them to hit shoot a basket mm -hmm. and make it you're not going to if you never train them how to play the game now they know how to play the game they're internal they're playing the game they understand the rules and and now you coach them yeah and how do you do that you tell stories you connect with them you find out about their personal life you make write them a nice little handwritten note saying i appreciated your effort today it's those are the kinds of things it's not one thing mm -hmm. it's got to be genuine it's got to be feel real you know some people like my husband's like i'm not writing a handwritten note okay this mm -hmm. is not what I'm doing. I'll send them an email. I'll send them an email. I got a text you know, going that's, right here. That's, yeah, that's fine. But you've got to just figure out, but people need to know that you care and they need to know that. So how do you do that? You've got to be organized. Yeah. You've got to have these systems in place. You've got to make that little effort. You've got to shut your computer off and turn your phone uh, off once in a while and look at people in their eyes and say, how are you doing? Mm -hmm. And really wait for them to answer and yeah. care about the answer. Yeah. It's really about having those uh, uh, people skills, you know, yeah. and, and talking to people and, and not just flying by the seat of your pants and just right. trying to make sales. Well, I really <laughs> like that. Uh, the, when you said create a, a frenzy around your business, it really reminds me of like a digital conversion funnel. You know, you have to direct the awareness and walk into the consideration and decision to actually apply to your company or whatever. Yeah. So it's about really selling your whole brand in general too. Exactly. It, why is it pretty easy for us to hire great people? I, you guys see I'm very active on social media, but we're not just great recruiting isn't always a direct now hiring method. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's about who we are and what we become. And so when I say, all right, I'm looking for a video editor, people are like, oh, this seems like a really cool company. I've seen her for three years <laughs> talking about building this company and she's a small. So it's like, then it, it just becomes easier. It's it's never easy to find top talent. I, I think no matter who you are, no matter how much you pay, you know, we're all, we're all kind of out there fighting for the best talent. Um, but yeah, but I'm just constantly figuring out how to get the buzz about my company yeah. out there in the world, whether it's I'm starting a show, I'm doing restaurant HR groups, got a new client, or we're hiring somebody, and I just never stop doing that, and then it just becomes easier. I give a lot of my time to schools, I do podcasts, I do, those kind of things really do help. And by the way, you can be a very small retail owner, people wanna learn from you. Yeah. So if you're out there and you take a little time, and again, it's not just about hiring, you're branding yourself, you're, people are learning about your company, they are gonna say, oh, I heard that guy, you know, go talk at a school. I'm going to go check out his little taco joint or whatever it is. And it just, it just helps. You know, a friend of mine, um, probably a friend of everybody's in Jefferson City, uh, Carlton Flowers. And Carlton, he has, I mean, constantly, I mean, he's always got 
a business going and um and he, he does so much stuff i asked his wife one time i said how does he, i mean when does he sleep she goes about every other weekend you know <laughs> <laughs> um, but i mean he, but he does he i mean he worked for the state um for years just retired but he also owns an auto body shop because he that's his passion he loves to paint cars do stuff so he has that um he has um, a uh, consulting business and firm he has a health and nutrition company and he does all these different things but he still makes time to go to the schools and speak in yeah. their classes and and share um his experiences and um you know and, and he does conferences and stuff as well but i mean it's like this guy does everything and i'm like how do you how do you have the energy to do that some days i'm like i feel dead as i get out of bed i'm just yeah. so worn out because he has he has still four kids and stuff as well and i was like how do you do this but he's just so engaged with what he's doing and he has such a drive and a passion and desire yeah. to not just consume through his businesses but to give back as well and to make sure that all the fun things and all the mistakes and all the learning curves that he's getting to experience to turn around and share that back with the community. So, I mean, as, as a small business owner, you may think, I have zero amount of time. I'm putting in 80, 90, 100 hours a week. I have no time for my family, let alone for a school. I mean, that's probably a time to maybe step yourself back if you're having that aha moment and say, I probably need to reevaluate a couple of things. I probably need someone else in there, whether I think I can afford them or not. Yeah. There, there's a different trade-off, but so you can give, you spend time with your family, so you can give back to your community. But also, so that way you can also hopefully have some folks that become, uh, I mean, like mentors to your other team members so that yeah. if you are tied up, that, you yeah. know, Beth can step in and mentor Josh or, you know, Grant can step in and mentor Alex. And, yeah. Um, you know, but to have those relationship opportunities there that don't necessarily involve you directly. Right. Josh got extremely terrified right there. <laughs> Whatever you mentor him. <laughs> I've learned a lot from you, <laughs> I think I've taught everyone empathy here. Uh, not, yes. Not yeah. Empathy. Not empathy. Yes. Sorry about that. <laughs> well, one thing you did mention is a new show that's coming up in 2020. And Ooh. I just want to say move over, Oprah, because today oh. Oh, yeah. is like coming it. into the like picture. It. So can you tell us a little bit about your show coming yeah. up? Yeah. I actually just announced last week that it's coming. It was sort of like a little no information, little teaser. Like, hey, Carrie, look, people are like, you have TV, a podcast, what's going on? I'm like, you'll see. So I'm really talking about it for the very first time here. Oh, yes. Yes. Um, breaking news. Yeah, breaking news. Not so fake news. Breaking news. What? What we're doing as a team, so I have my restaurant HR group company. We do the outsourcing for restaurants, and that's, you know, that's where we handle. That's where the majority of my business focus has been. I started Carrie Luxem LLC. I have written a book. I'm writing a second book that's going to be on soft skills, really how to have soft skills to have success. And uh, we have this membership platform, and those things are fun, and they're, you know, adding some value. But I do a lot of social media stuff. I do little short videos just with like information to help operators, right? I just like to, I love this industry. I love, I love restaurants. I love small business owners. And so how can I help them with recruiting, hiring, culture, performance, termination? I talk about these things a lot. So I've been doing this for a few years, built up my following. People listen to what I have to say, but I think it's time for me to go out into the world now and talk with restaurant owners, CEOs, chefs, crew members that have a lot of success and learn from them. So I've, 
We've invested in our $400 camera. (laughs) Just a little camera. We've got a fun little microphone. I can't wait to hold one of these bad boys. It makes me feel really cool. I don't know how to do it yet, but so we're just, and I'm going to actually, so I'm not going to do a podcast or anything. I'm going to go out to these uh, people that we think can add value in some area to help restaurateurs. I'm on a mission to help create more restaurant and leadership success stories. That's my whole mission. And so I'm going to find people that have passion around a topic, whether they're a great franchise uh, developer or they're, they know how to create an amazing kitchen or, you know, or they're great culture builders. And I'm going to do very short segments on a topic and then we're gonna you know so I don't know these might be 10 to 20 minutes long I'm not even sure how we're gonna do it how we're gonna edit it yet we're gonna have to call you guys to get some <laughs> techie help there but, um, you know but but I'm really excited to sort of take this to I'm, I'm not gonna make it about selling things it's really about adding value to people's lives we're gonna we're gonna post this uh, we're gonna probably uh, house this on the YouTube on my YouTube channel and uh, We'll run it. We're going to pick a day and we're going to probably just post it the same exact time. Just like it's a little show, you know, right. yep. Tuesday at five o'clock. You know, I don't know if that's going to be the time for sure. But <laughs> and, and then just try to do these every week and then we'll see if that's too much or enough or, you know, and then and just go from there. So we're really just hoping that people can just get a whole nother level of value. Uh-huh. It's like doing kind of this sort of thing with a, with a person or people that are in the industry. So, that's gonna be awesome. I'm excited. We all, we've all we've all seen the like how popular podcasts are now. But yeah. the one thing that's definitely above that still is video. Video is important. So I'm I'm excited yeah. to watch your your show. Thank you. No, I'm excited. I mean, literally, we are sort of clueless on how to do this and what to do. And how to, <laughs> we're tr- we're just figuring out how to turn on the video camera. We've been working on that for the last two weeks, but we got well, it. Megan's got it. As we have found, we can, you can really fool people. Yeah, exactly. Right. Literally exactly. Google everything. And, we, yeah. Yeah. and so we 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 have we're in the middle of a search for a video editor. We're going to bring somebody internal. I've been using an outside editor. We do a little bit of editing on the videos that I do now. Nothing crazy. But this person is going to help us pull these together, make sure it's a really powerful message, understand what the title is, understand what the message is, close it up really tightly, and it's going to be, hopefully, it's going to be really, really awesome. So, I'm definitely looking forward to that. Thank so, you. I mean, new book, new show. Yeah. Gosh. Oh, Oprah's in trouble. Oprah. Oprah's in trouble. <laughs> There's a new girl in Chi Town. Right. I mean, just for in case one of our listeners are a video editor or me specifically. No. Oh, oh what? Oh no. What is? What I is? I am creating like, a frenzy. <laughs> where can they find you at uh, for more information on any of this information? Uh, CarrieLuxum.com okay. is probably the easiest place. I'm on LinkedIn as well, uh, yep. pretty aggressively. But CarrieLuxum.com is a real okay. safe place to Great. find all of my information. That's Perfect. Awesome. Checking your internet history. Yeah, we'll be we'll find out. If <laughs> hey, we'll talk later. Okay? <laughs> <laughs> I hear that Carrie's culture is not that great. QSR Nation has the QSR Nation has the now hiring sign up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we had over a hundred resumes, but I'm ready to talk. To you. <laughs> <laughs> Super. Well, we we really appreciate you coming back for what this be episode 140 or 141. 141. Yeah, I think so. Nice. Super, last so. one of the year, so that's really exciting. So yeah, so thank you very much for stopping in today. Thank you so much for having me. And then, as always, you're always welcome back anytime, especially if uh, Josh goes to work for you and we have to bring him back to be our <laughs> producer, too. So, I wonder I'm if uh, our CEO is listening. Thanks for all our listeners for um, tuning in today. You can reach out to us for any more questions at QSR Nation at PFSBrands.com. Subscribe to the podcast at PFSBrands.com slash podcast. The new website should be up next week or the week after. 
2020. It'll be up. <laughs> QSRNationPodcast.com. Um, this is best shout out for socials. Uh, you can also find us on Instagram, on Twitter, on Facebook at QSR Nation. So be sure to follow us so you can see what all, what all is happening all around town. Does anybody got any final 2019 shout outs? Just happy holidays. Happy holidays. <laughs> yeah. I'll say Merry Christmas. Oh, I meant Happy New Year. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, Happy all New Year. All, all of them. Yeah. Or as our inclusive. ornament on, on the Erasmus tree says, holiday. I don't care if it's happy. <laughs> Ron Swanson quotes. They're the best. <laughs> oh, yeah, sure. And um, I'm sure you guys are going to be sad. This is the last time you get to hear from Tony in 2019. But um, we'll what? be back next year. <laughs> For all of us here at QSR Nation and Carrie, we'll talk to you all next Year would be, I guess. <laughs> Today's episode is brought to you by Champs Chicken. For deals, discounts, and updates, check out champschicken.com slash connect. Be sure to stop by next week for another episode of QSR Nation. And be sure to check us out online at pfsbrands.com forward slash podcast. <laughs> <laughs>